Hi, this is Ricardo, pastor of Journey Church Ventura. Thanks for taking the time to listen to our podcast. Hope you're having a great week. We hope it's life-giving and life-changing. Take care. We are in a series called Mind Games. And uh, this series has been a lot of fun. And uh, it's been actually very, very timely as the Lord has, has guided me through uh, figuring out what series to preach and all those kinds of things. It's been a very, very timely uh, series for us. And I'm excited that we're continuing that to this week. And then the following week, November 8th, we're going to have our last Mind Games message. And then after that, November 15th, we're going to start a series called I See a Church. I See a Church. And that series is all going to be about the vision that God has placed in our hearts as a, a ministry team to uh, cast for the church and to see our preferred future. That's what a vision is, is a preferred future. What God has for us in the future, we believe that uh, it is, is an amazing plan. It's an exciting plan. And in my opinion, it's a revival plan. It's a plan that's going to move us forward in reaching our community for Christ and seeing disciples made and lives changed and transformed. So praise God, praise God, praise God. It's going to be amazing. Well, today we're going to talk about worry over winning. Worry over winning. Then that means like worry or winning. Would you rather win or would you rather worry? And I, I believe in today's world, in this moment that we are in our, our nation's history, in our, in our community's history, in our own personal lives, uh, there is uh, plenty of reason that we could say, well, I'm worried, I'm concerned, I have anxiety about what's going on. And I want to talk about that right now because I believe with all my heart that God is saying something to us that we don't have to worry. We don't have to worry. And uh, here's what worry is. Worry is the inability to deal with ambiguity or a lack of clarity. Isn't that true? Like if you don't know what's coming, if you don't know where the next bill is coming from, if you don't know what's happening on Tuesday, if you don't know what the results of something is, if you don't know what's going to happen next, that's what really creates ambiguity. There was a scientific study that said it's not so much about the things that people worry about. It's the, the, the reality is, is that most people who get worried or deal with anxiety are dealing with their fear of not knowing what's coming, of, of not having clarity about the future, not having clarity about where that next step is, is, is uh, going to be or how it's going to be, uh, come about. And that can be anything from your relationship to the well-being of your kids, to finances, to these election uh, 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 cycle that we're in. All these kinds of things can create anxiety and worry. And how do we overcome that? How do we overcome? There are people that worry about every single thing, every single thing. In fact, there are people that make up things to worry about. Like you could say, hey, today it is not going to rain. And then you could say, but there's a cloud in the sky. I'm worried about it. There's a cloud in the sky. Or you could say, it's not going to rain today, but what if, what if a bowling ball comes out of the sky and hits me in the head? That's the kind of stuff people, I mean, I, I know that's crazy, but um, it, it's crazy stuff that people will make up. They will make up things because they need to feel that, that sense of anxiety. They've kind of grown used to it. If you've grown used to being worried, that's not good. 
That's not good because what God wants in our lives is peace. How many people want peace in their lives? Huh? Yeah. Lots of horns on site and online. I'm sure you're amening and hitting those emojis and all those kinds of things in the comment box. But you are, there, all of us want peace in our lives. And I believe this coming passage that is found in Philippians chapter 3, verses uh, 3 through uh, 4 through 9. Or, or four nine. We're going to read this passage of scripture, and then we're going to focus on chapter four. One of the things I wanted to tell you this is this is so cool. I teach. Uh, I'm a professor at a university, and I teach theology. I teach Bible, and I teach leadership on occasion. It's very very cool. It's a privilege to be able to do that. I was talking to my Old Testament history and literature students, and I did a little video for them, and I told them this, and and I want to encourage you to do this as well. And I know it's a little weird. But I want to encourage you to do this because if we will embrace the Bible, if we will embrace the Bible and understand that this book that we hold in our hands or the, that you have in your phone or your, your mobile device or uh, the book that you actually have in your hands, it is truly God's revelation of himself to man. It's truly God's revelation who he wants us to know him more. And as a result, he's given us this book that allows us to understand who he is. And if we will just take that book, and I told my Old Testament uh, students, take that book, hold it to your chest, and hug it. Hug it as if you cherish it. Hug it as if you, 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 you love this thing so much, you're just, no way is anyone going to ever tear this out of your hands. Cherish this book. Hold on to this book because the Bible is truly the answer to life. The Bible gives us all the answers and gives us every bit of knowledge of who God is that we need to know. We'll never fully understand him because he's an infinite God and we're finite people. But the beauty of this Bible is powerful. So listen, listen to the Bible in Philippians chapter 3. And I want, I'm going to read through the whole passage and then we're going to walk through it together to understand it better. Philippians 3 verse 17, join together in following my example brothers and sisters, and just as you have, <clears throat> just as you, you have us as a model, keep your eyes on those who live as we do. For as I have often told you before, now tell you again, even with tears, many live as enemies of the cross. Their destiny is destruction. Their God is their stomach, and their glory is in their shame. Their mind is set on earthly things. Remember, we're talking about mind games. Their mind is set on on earthly things. Then he says this in verse 20 of chapter 3. He says, but our, citizen, our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. What an amazing promise. That we are going to get new bodies. If you're unhappy with what you've got, you're going to get something new. All right? More importantly, more, more, I can tell there's a lot of bodies that wish they could be new bodies. Okay? But the truth is, verse 20 is even more powerful, but our citizenship is in heaven. That's where we belong. That's, we belong to the, to heaven, our citizenship is there, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ. And then it goes on to say, and this is where we're going to focus our energy, 
today. Therefore, my brothers and sisters, you whom I love and long for, my joy and crown, stand firm in the Lord in this way, dear friends. I plead with Yodia and I plead with Senecte to be of the same mind in the Lord. Yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel along with Clement, uh, Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are in the book of life. And then listen to this carefully. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Let your gentleness be evident to all. The Lord is near. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. Did you hear that? Do not be anxious about anything. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put it into practice. And the God of peace will be with you. And the God of peace will be with you. What a powerful passage of scripture. And let me give you just a little bit of context of this scripture. This is written by the Apostle Paul, one of the, one of the guys who wrote most of the New Testament. And he is in prison at this point. He's in prison and saying some crazy things. If I were in prison, I'm not sure I'd be saying the same things he's saying. Rejoice in the Lord always. My citizenship is in heaven. I'd be distracted. I'd be frustrated. I'd be worried about the, cell, the guy in the cell next door. I'd be worried about all these things, all this worry would be happening in my heart and my mind and my spirit. I, I'm afraid I would, I would be that guy that would be a pretty anxious about life. That's not who he is. He's in prison writing this letter to the Philippians. He's waiting for judgment. Some uh, theologians believe that Paul was waiting to see if he was going to be martyred and eventually was. He was attached to a guard. One of the ways of, of guarding him and keeping him uh, a captive was uh, locking him and, and uh, chaining him to a guard. And yet he was still encouraging the church. He was still encouraging the church. And so we read in Philippians 4, verse 1, it says simply this, Therefore, my brothers and sisters, any time, remember, anytime you read a therefore, you want to ask what the therefore is there for? And it means it's referring to the previous passage in, 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 in chapter 3. And it's, and it's the very end of that chapter that says, But our citizenship is in heaven, and we eagerly await a Savior from there, the Lord Jesus Christ, who by the power that enables him to bring everything under his control will transform our lowly bodies so that they will be like his glorious body. And then he says, Therefore, in light of the fact that we are going to get new bodies with new hope and new life and strength and encouragement and all those kinds of things, therefore, because of this, therefore, do this. My brothers and sisters, whom I love, I love this passage because like I feel for you as, as Journey Church members, 
I care about you as a pastor. Paul cared about these Philippians. He said, whom I love and long for, my joy and crown. He led these people to Jesus, and he was the one who established this church, and they were his crown, like, like a crown that uh, in, in the Olympics in these days, you would get a crown or a laurel that you would put on your head, and it would be made of, of, of a plant, and it would be this crown of, of joy, of, of, of victory. And that's who he thought, that's how he thought of these people. And then he says, stand firm in the Lord in this way. Stand firm in believing that Jesus is going to come back and give us glorified bodies. That's what we stand firm in. By the way, if you're worried about what's going to happen in this election, don't. Because what really is going to happen is that Jesus is going to come back someday and we are going to spend eternity with him and he is going to give us new bodies. He's going to give us a new life and we don't have to worry. Whatever happens will not change the fact that Jesus is coming back to take his people home with him. No matter what. And then he says this. He says, I plead, and he's dealing with the problem in the church. He, I, I plead with Yodia, and I plead with Senecti. I, I had to look up those names and figure out how to pronounce them because they're weird. And I don't know about Senecti, but, uh, or Sintike is, is the way that's pronounced. But any, any name that starts with sin is not a good one. Um, and if your name is Cindy, I apologize. That's not, I, I'm not trying to go there, okay? <clears throat> hey, Euodia, Euodia is not a common name. Okay, that's a weird one too. In fact, these names of these ladies, Euodia means prosperous journey. Isn't that a cool name for, Euodia uh, means prosperous journey. It kind of makes you want to rename your child. And Sintike means pleasant acquaintance. But the reality for these two ladies in this context is that Yodia was not a, a prosperous journey. She was a painful trip, okay? She was a painful trip. She, that was not what was going on in Sintike. The pleasant acquaintance was a sour grape. That's what she was. She was not a pleasant acquaintance. These guys were fighting. And it says, uh, I plead with Yodia and I plead with Sintike to be the, of the same mind in the Lord. In other words, you guys get your act together. Think like Jesus. Love like Jesus. Act like Jesus. And then, and then he says, yes, and I ask you, my true companion, help these women since they have contended at my side in the cause of the gospel. In other words, don't let them drift off because they are part, an essential part of the ministry, along with Clement and the rest of my coworkers whose names are in the book of life. When we start to worry, we start to, to, to bicker and, 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 and get in trouble. We start to cause problems. We start to have uh, our own agendas. We start to have our own opinions about the ways things should be and with the way things should go. And, and when we start to worry about the things we care about, there's no doubt to me that Yodia and Sintike genuinely cared about the church, but there was something that was going on between them that was dividing the church, and Paul didn't want to see that happen. And as a result, he starts with the answer. He says, this is the way to get beyond your problem. Rejoice in the Lord always. I will say it again, rejoice. Rejoice in the Lord always, and I will say it again, rejoice. How do you rejoice when things aren't clear or when things are in conflict. How do you do that? Because you remember what was said at the end of chapter 3. The therefore connects everything in this passage. 
The therefore connects everything that's being taught and told in this passage. And when you have conflict, it's time to get together and praise the Lord. I don't care what happens on Tuesday night. On Wednesday night, we're going to recognize who is truly in charge. And that is Jesus Christ, our Lord and Savior. Amen. And we will rejoice in the Lord always. I love, rather than fight, rather than box, rather than get, cause a, a, some grief, let's rejoice in the Lord always. Let our theology drive our attitudes and not our fears and not our need of control. If God is truly God, if God is truly in control, then why should we fight? Why should we worry? Why should we give ourselves to the energy of anxiety instead of giving ourselves to the promise that the Lord is going to come and redeem our lives and give us new bodies and eternal life with him. That's the power. That's the power. And then it says simply, let your gentleness be evident to all. In other words, don't, let, don't, don't be harsh and don't be mean and don't be retaliatory. Be gentle and loving and caring. I know this is hard. This is hard. If you're, if you're human at all, there's, there's this tendency to want to kind of, oh, I want to get back at that person I don't agree with. Oh, I want to get back at that person. And I know that even our culture today looks and feels and sounds a lot like that. But our, our, our response as Christians is to love and to be gentle and to care and to be concerned. No matter whether we agree or disagree, God is the one who works out of us. And we make a big space by being gentle. We make a big space for love and grace and, and, and redemption to happen. And that's my prayer during this whole process of what we're going through in our world today is that we, Journey Church Ventura, would be that space that people can find hope, that people can find joy, that people can find excitement and, and know that they are on a path of hope and eternal life, not on a path of despair and frustration. Verse 6 says this, Do not be anxious about anything. <laughs> Can't be any clearer. Can't be any clearer. But in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. And the peace of God, and the peace of God, will, which transcends all understanding, which doesn't make sense, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So don't be anxious about anything. The first thing we need to do, if we're going to overcome worry, is to learn how to pray right, to learn how to, to, to put our hearts and our lives in prayer to God. And when we do that, we're simply doing this. When it says by prayer and petition, when thanksgiving, prayer is adoration in this context. The, the, the word right here is actually more accurate if you said adoration, that we acknowledge who God is, which is exactly what we did in worship today, and then <clears throat> make our petitions or our requests known to God, adore God for who he is. God, because you are faithful, because you are all-powerful, because you are a way maker, because there's nothing that's, that you cannot do, we come to you with our requests. And then we thank him. Lord, thank you. Thank you for answering my prayer. Thank you for hearing my prayer. And we put all that trust in him. And guess what happens when we pray right? Anxiety goes away. Why? Because we put our faith and trust in an unchanging, all-powerful, all-knowing God. And when we do that, we can see amazing things happen. Here's what happens in anxiety. And remember I said anxiety is the inability to tolerate ambiguity or a lack of clarity. 
if we don't know what's going on, if you're a control freak, you're probably a really big worrier. If you're, if you're one of those people that like to know what everything is going to happen and exactly how it's going to happen and this is what needs to be done and that's how it should be done and all those kinds of things and you are a control freak, you probably live on a high level of anxiety. Or you're just that person that just kind of worries about everything and, and, and has anxiety going on. Well, when God is in control of that, when you say, God, I acknowledge who you are, here is my request, thank you, God, now it's in his hands. And if you truly believe in who he is, then you can let go of that fear, let go of that anxiety. There's a guy by the name of Walter Calvert, Dr. Walter Calvert, and he did a survey and found out that only 8% of the things people worried about were legitimate matters of control or concern. 8%, 8% of the things, the other 92% were either imaginary, never happened, or involved matters over which the people had no control anyway. Isn't that interesting? They were either imaginary, never happened, or involved matters that we had no control over anyway. Eight, 92% of our energy worrying is wasted. And we could get rid of that other 8% by simply trusting in God. By simply saying, God, you are amazing. You're in control of my life. I ask that you help me in this situation. Thank you, God, for helping me in this situation. And then we move on. And we trust and know that God has his hand in our lives. Amen. Right praying, right praying can help with right thinking. The antidote to worry is a secure mind. Where does that security come from? In an all-powerful, unchanging, all-knowing, <coughs> ever-present God. And when we can do that, when we can put our faith in that level, then our worry and our anxiety goes down. Why should we have a secure mind in this culture, in our nation, with an election happening on Tuesday? Because we know that we serve an all-knowing, all-powerful, ever-present God. And He is in control of our lives. And not only that, He is in control of the world. That's how big our God is. And then he says, amen, in verse 8, he says, Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. This could be a whole sermon series that we could create on all of these words. True, simply meaning that, that, that thing that you can put your faith and trust in. What is true in our lives? Well, that's why you need to embrace the Bible because that's the only thing that is unchanging in this world. That's the only thing that contains absolute truth and, and the truth that guides and directs our lives. What is noble, things that are worthy of respect, right, what is plumb, what is straight up and down, what is right in our lives, uh, what is pure, moral purity, lovely, what is beautiful. Think of those things, admirable, worthy of writing home about. You know, there's, there's things in, in our world today, if we'd spend a little bit of time, you'd go, oh my gosh, that is amazing. Write home about that. Write home about that. Excellent things are virtue and value and praiseworthy. Things that are, are worthy of positive uh, influence in our lives. Those are all words that we could spend a lot of time on. 
But those are great things to, for, for us to take home, maybe at the kitchen table for the next week, and just read over those over and over again. Okay, guys, around the kitchen table, what are some things that are true that we could put our minds on this week? And have a conversation over this next week about this passage of Scripture because these are the things that remove worry. This is the right way to think. Instead of thinking of all the negative things that can happen, let's think of all these. True, noble, right, pure, lovely, admirable, excellent, praiseworthy. Those are all great words that feed our psyche and help us understand that our mind needs positive. What you put in comes out. What's in your heart comes out of your mouth and out of your actions and all of those things god bless you all of those things make a difference all of those things make a difference in our lives and so we need to think right if we pray right adore god ask put our requests out there and thank him for what he does and then think right like this then we can see worry go away Worry will, will, uh, will, will be pushed out of our lives. Why? Because we're putting our, our mind and our prayers in the right place. When we pray right, when we think right, and then the very last part of this passage is when we live right. It says simply this, Whatever you have learned or received or heard from me or seen in me, put into practice, and the God of peace will be with you. Put into practice. You know, I, I have... I have uh, a lot of dreams and ambitions and uh, all these kinds of things. We've t I've talked about that before. And, and these are things that I need to activate in my life. I need to put them into practice. If I never do that, they will never become reality. If you want something to become reality in your life, you have to put it into practice. You have to pray. If we want to avoid the, the worry, then we have to offload the burden. And we do that through prayer. We do that through praying and adoring God and, and praying to him and saying, God, take this request be, before you and, and, and I give it to you and then thank him for it. That's praying right, living, thinking right, putting all these positives in our mind and then living right, doing the things that make a difference. My burden and passion today is simply this. I understand if you watch the news, if you listen to the radio, if you are involved in the electoral process and the politics, I get that that just by itself, watching it can create anxiety. But the reality is, is that um, God is still in control. God is still the one whom we put our faith and trust in. Whom we can trust that he understands and knows what all of us are going through. No matter what is happening as we were singing that song, Waymaker, I realized in my heart that there may be somebody sitting in a car right now or maybe online that you are questioning, is God really going to make a way? And I'm not talking about politics. I'm talking about your life. Is he really going to make a way for your circumstance? Is he really going to make a way? I have to trust in that. Is he going to make a way for Journey Church to continue to grow and to continue to move? Absolutely, because he's the provider of the church. Do I have to believe that God is going to make a way for your life and your circumstance? No matter how dire it may seem, God is above it and more powerful than it and is able to do it. And therefore, we just lay it at his feet and thank him for it. God, take the burden 
from these folks' lives in the name of Jesus. God, take the burden that someone's feeling that's overwhelming them, that's causing anxiety in their lives, and in the name of Jesus, lift them up out of that burden. Lift them up out of that, that frustration and that anxiety. And Lord, give them peace right now in Jesus' name. We thank you that you are the peacemaker. You're not just a way maker. You're a peacemaker. And that you can give anybody with chaos and conflict in their lives hope and peace and confidence today. I pray that every one of us would drive out of this parking lot and every one of us would, when we close that, that window on our, on our computer screen, that Jesus will be your peace and he will be your confidence and there will be nothing else you need to worry about. I know that's the God that we serve. I know that God is able to do above and beyond what we could ever ask or think. Amen and amen. Here's a final word for you. The way to be anxious about nothing is to be prayerful about everything. Just, you, that, that's a good one. That's a good one. That's, a, that's, that's, that's good preaching, Pastor. I'm saying it, saying, it to my, saying it to myself. Okay. I don't often do that, but I, I needed to amen myself there for a second. The way to be anxious about nothing is to be prayerful about everything. Lord, we lift up our burdens to you right now. We recognize you. We adore you. That you are more powerful than any issue we face. You're more powerful than any circumstance that's going on. You're more powerful than any hole that we've dug for ourselves or that other people have dug for us. You're more powerful than any uh, dark force that would try and defeat us. You're more powerful than the, the world and its influences. You're more powerful than everything. And Lord, we lay it all at your feet and we recognize that you are the one that can carry our burdens. And we put them right now at your feet and we ask that you take them from us, that you give us peace that passes understanding, that you help us, Lord, to uh, walk and drive and, and close our, our computer screens and know that we can uh, end this service with an absolute peace and a confidence that you are in control. Maybe you're here today and you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. And I don't say this in a judgmental way, but I understand why you might not be feeling at peace. Because you're carrying a burden that you don't, you, you're not capable of carrying. You're carrying uh, the, the burdens of life and the cares of life without help. You're on your own. Some people say Jesus is a crutch and that religion is a crutch. Well, I've had leg problems and I wasn't able to walk on my own. And the only way I could do that is with the crutch. And when I put that crutch under there, I could walk, I could move, I could go wherever I wanted to. And I, it doesn't matter if you want to call him a crutch or just your place of peace and hope. But what Jesus is to all of us is a Savior. And he helps us through life and he helps us get through the difficult times and he helps us win and he helps us experience the joy of knowing that we have a, a, a destiny. And that destiny is when he gives us a new body and that promise of heaven because our citizenship is not here it's in heaven and i praise god for that if you're here today 
and you don't know Jesus, will you just say this short prayer? Dear Jesus, forgive me of my sin, for I have made mistakes. I have done things that separated me from you. But Lord, I pray that you would forgive me of my sins based on the work you did on the cross. And I accept that forgiveness right now. And Lord, I commit to follow you for the rest of my life. And I believe with all my heart that you raised from the dead and promised me eternal life. And today, my citizenship is in heaven. And I thank you for leading me and giving me hope and giving me peace and allowing me the hope of eternal life in you. I pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you prayed that prayer, you just prayed the most powerful prayer you could ever pray, accepting Jesus Christ into your life and becoming the part of our family, not just Journey Church, but the whole church. And you are now a part and a citizen of heaven, which is very, very exciting. Will you let us know that? Will you fill out a connection card and just let us know that you accepted Christ as your Lord and Savior so that we can help you in your walk with God? Well, what a privilege it is today to drive out of this parking lot, to close our screens on our computers and know that Jesus is in total control. We don't have to worry about a result of an election or whatever you're worried about or concerned about. God is now in control of that circumstance. So go in peace in the name of Jesus Christ. God bless you and I love you. Thank you for giving us the opportunity to join your journey. And I hope the message made a big difference in your life. And if it did, we just encourage you to go to journeychurchventura.com and let us know. Also, be free to share this message with your friends and family. We just love to impact as many people as we can. Once again, thank you for joining us at Journey Church Ventura.